You're listening to the Harold and Brad Windy City Filmmakers Podcast. Bonus footage. Well, let me say this. I would say that Lucky's one lucky bird. (laughs) I think so. And and let me say that it sounds like you found a passion project. And because you've gone to school, you know, uh, with Brad, you're a passionate person. And you have the opportunity to turn this passion into that documentary and make this documentary work and go around it's the gonna, world. And I'm working with my filmmaker because of COVID, like we can't fly anywhere really. I mean, we're not supposed to, our borders are closed. I mean, within Canada, we're even discouraged to fly unless it's this dire emergency because now we've got those two more contagious strains, the one from England and the one from South Africa oh, are man. in Canada now. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just spreading like crazy. So I've been working virtually with my my colleagues um, and, and right now, um, What's really cool about it is that I've been on the phone with my local MLA. She's been totally on board. My my municipal district councillor with my municipal government's been totally on board from the beginning. Um, and I've been attending all of their government meetings virtually. Like I never thought for a moment in my life that I would be involved in anything that was like related to government. Now I'm just like, right. holy smokes. <laughs> and you know what? It's like one person can make a difference. And it's like when you see something that doesn't seem right or is wrong and it doesn't seem like anyone's really like making a stink about it. I'm like, I'm an actor. I love to talk. I can make a stink about anything. And (laughs) I could care less at this point in time who listens or who doesn't. But I'm like, this is important to me and it's important to the animals. And animals are always first for me. They always have been because they, someone needs to be their voice. I'm like, and if I can be a voice, for this one little owl and all the ones to follow to prevent more deaths, then I'm going to do it. And um, I ended up getting a grant through the West Coast Environmental Law to acquire an animal animal rights lawyer. So now I'm working with an animal rights lawyer um, to get my petition in front of our environment minister. And we're so close because my local MLA messaged me a couple weeks ago and she's like, we're now back in legislative sessions in person. And I'm now seeing... um, the environment minister in legislative sessions. And now um, I've set up a time, I've mentioned this to him, this issue to him, I've set up a meeting to meet with him in January and we're gonna discuss it. And I'm like, this is incredible. Like, honestly, and I've barely left my house. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing all of this and I'm like, holy smokes. Like, you know what? I made the choice not to be that person to sit on my batootie and watch Netflix 24-7 during the pandemic. (laughs) I made a choice to stay creative. And this just, in my gut, I'm like, I don't know how to make a documentary, but I'm going to learn. I'm going to research. I'm going to research the Rosanna side issue. I'm going to meet other activists. And by keeping the story in the press and by by other people seeing it and reaching out to me through the stories in the press, like I've built an entire network and it's just growing and it's incredible. And now people are messaging, messaging me and saying, Hey, you know, like my friend in Texas the other day, he's like, here's my daughter with the picture of an owl. She was really inspired by your story. She drew this. And he's like, because of what you're doing up there in Canada, I've been able to have a discussion about this with my neighbor and, 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 and tell them like, this stuff isn't, 
there's other alternatives, you know? Right. And I get messages from people in, in England or in Australia. Like, it's incredible. You know what? That's me. I'm really, like, I'm very inspired by hearing that story. Like, hearing, like, I mean, like, you know, I was saying, you're passionate about it. But I know you're an animal lover. I love animals, too. Like, looking at your Facebook, I'm a big animal lover. Like, we both love cats. And I think it's great that the idea that you never did a documentary before, but because this topic was so important, you're going to do it. Do do you have like an idea for like like a name for the documentary yet? Or it's the working title, what I've called it, because what I'm proposing now and what I've been referring to as um, all the the proposal that I've set up and the changes I'd like to see, I'm referring to it all as Lucky's Law. Nice. And so either that's the working title for the film, but it could change. and also, uh, I've been referring to Lucky's Law with my discussions um, in email with my my government officials or any so kind of that that's going around. So I'm hoping that that people will pick up on it and just be like, you know, yeah, we want Lucky's Law implemented. And I think it just has a nice ring to it. And by God, if anybody deserves a lot, it's this bird, you know, (laughs) (laughs) he did not deserve to go through that twice in three weeks. I mean, it's just, it's unacceptable. Um, And yeah, I also became connected with um, a great guy, super funny. He lives in New York but I met him pre COVID at the Vancouver international film festival. Right. Um, I used to volunteer every year. So I, you know, I'd check out some of the films and I went to the, the premiere of his film here. It's called bathtubs over Broadway. It's hysterical. <laughs> by the way. Yes. If you, I mean, you gotta find it and watch it. Um, anyway, he's been incredible because um, not only have I been, he connected with me on Facebook, like way back. And, um, you know, follow the trajectory of his film because it's a documentary, right? And I also met his producer and she's also, I, I um, she jumped on Facebook with me. So it's like, you know, when I have questions about the process, um, those are just two examples of people that I can reach out to to say, hey, um, here's where I'm at and how did you handle this? Or, right. you know, what can you recommend? And his film's just gotten brave reviews and he's he's made the circuit. And, you know, I asked him realistically, I said, how long did it take to make your documentary? He's like about three or four years. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, that just gives me some kind of a, you know, a sort of a timeline because I something right. I don't want to rush. As much as I want to rush the issue and the law being implemented, I don't want to rush making a film because I want to make it well like i want to make like an oscar worthy documentary you know what i mean yes it's not just one of because i mean come on we're from DePaul. we know oscar uh you know we have friends who are oscar winners you know what i mean i gotta live up to the live up to the uh yeah i've done some DePaul films in the past myself (laughs) listen i gotta show you though what i'm doing to raise money for the film um and my friend heather designed the button my friend angela took the picture oh nice this is Lucky. Okay. And basically it says Lucky's Army on it. Right. And um, anyone who purchases the button, it's a minimum $4 Canadian donation, which is way less than US dollars. Okay. Um, and $2 go towards the film and 
$2 go towards um, the rehabilitation facility in Delta uh, who saved Lucky's life twice and who do so much incredible work for all of the raptors um, that come in that are injured or poisoned or electrocuted or whatever. They're dealing with slamming into windows and have head injuries, but right. they do so much great work um, to help these, these birds recover. So I'm, I'm doing a half, half. So that's, um, that's going on. Uh, at this, so I mean, it's kind of Harold consumed me in the, over this pandemic. So it's sort of the first six weeks were like I was working a full time job overtime, right? Solid six weeks, you know, because uh, it was just insane. Uh, and I'm still dealing. I just had another interview with a reporter this today. Like, there's still, I, don't know, I actually ended up publishing two articles in a newspaper. I'd never like written for. A paper before and so right. I, I this whole pandemic has been great for me because <laughs> I've learned so much about stuff that like had I had none of this pandemic had this pandemic not happened, I would not have none of this would have happened. Like right. none of it. And I gotta tell you, Brad. Yeah. The the reason I ended up coming like I would never have gone by this park. It's not a, a place that I live near, but it's because um, that day I had a client who um, who's like 21 year old cat needed a nail trim. And so I said, okay, I'm, I'll come out. I usually take the freeway cause it's faster. But this particular day, my landlady had come by my car as I was just starting up to go. And we have a community mailbox, which means we have to walk to the actual mailbox unlock right. it to get our mail right and she had gone to get our mail and she's like you got mail she's waving at me with her mask and gloves and i'm like oh i'll just tell her to throw it in the in the, the table in the in this in the common room and i'll pick it up when i get home and then i thought you know what i'll just grab it and throw it in my in my uh, passenger seat so i took it and one of the things that was there for me was this check and i thought well, why do I have a check? I'm not working. Who's sending me money? Let's just open it and see what it is. Right. Get this. It was a residual check from Disney from something I don't even remember what production it was that I worked on. I don't even know how many years ago. And it was like 32 something US dollars. And I was like, well, woohoo, it's great, but how am I supposed to put this into a bank? Because because of COVID, all of the branches around where I live, there's some smaller branches were shut down. Right. There's only the larger branches of banks that were open. So I had to find a bank that was actually open to put this into a bank account. So for that reason, I didn't take the freeway. I took like the main roads all the way and I ended up finding a bank that was open and it happened to be a few blocks from this park where I found Lucky. And that's how, so if it wasn't for that Disney residual. Shout job, out to Disney. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Uh, was tripped out. Uh, I have a dog. Well, my dog, I have a dog named Lucky. We, we had to put him down a couple years ago. Oh, had a dog. So yeah, cool. it was very sad. Uh, his name was Lucky. But for those Aww. who want to make a contribution, like, uh, wh where can we um, buy the buddies? Like, can, can we buy them? In, uh, we could buy them anywhere, too. Like, Here's the thing. It's all because of COVID. Everything's kind of become like online, right? Okay. So nobody's actually selling them in person. What I've been doing is Lucky's got his own bank account. Okay, okay. <laughs> 
and and he's got his own email address. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get it all for you. Um, he's got his own email address. And people have been just e-transferring donations. And then along with that in the email, they include their mailing address. And basically, I've been snail mailing okay. um, buttons. So I've done this. I've snail mailed to all over the world right now. And I'm like, you know what? I'm happy to do that because if people want to support and also it gives me their email address, then I can also add them to the email list to update them on progress of the documentary because we're in the beginning. I'm just doing interviews right now and in research and we're trying to get a trailer together um, because I've been applying for grants for documentary, like for the film. So um, what's that email address? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give it to you because because my my memory is um like it's crap. It's called um Meadow Fog, and you wouldn't know that because you're a guy. But when you hit my age, some of us have to take that privilege. This this shit is real. Like I'm not making it up. Oh yeah, happy happy belated birthday to you. You had a birthday a couple weeks ago, right? Uh, hey, Hey, what? You had yes. a birthday couple, yeah. Happy birthday. 51, baby, 51. Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. I know. Still going, Bradley. Still going. Hey, wait, hey, we got to. We're not getting older. We're getting better. I tell ya, you, right? <laughs> we age like a fine wine. <laughs> right. You're listening to the Harold and Brad Windy City Filmmakers Podcast. Bonus footage. So, like another question, what what is the uh, film industry like in uh, Canada? Like, is t- t- Toronto makes more films than to make? No. Or, or I what? say, well, they call they call Vancouver Hollywood North for a reason. Okay, I okay. Mean, even during a pandemic, for God's sakes, we're still somehow filming. I mean, one, I think that I mean Toronto does have a good film industry as well, right? But I think um, the majority of Americans love coming up here and even Brits. We get like people from all over the world coming to film here. Right. But I mean, it's because we have so many varied environments. The nice. geography here is phenomenal. We can have desert in the interior of our province, but we've got mountains here on our North shore. We've got the ocean. We've got the forest. We've got I mean, snow. City. We've got snow at the top. Like I don't have, we've had one snow dump this year and now it's just gorgeous like i don't know nice. you guys can probably see this because our sun's going down but look here's my backyard i'm gonna show you even my giraffes are happy look you can see my giraffe. <laughs> oh yeah nice oh that's beautiful yeah wow i haven't seen canada in so many decades wow i mean this is like obviously western canada because eastern canada has probably got snow but right. uh, it's like chicago right you know mm-hmm. toronto's like chicago but um, no, it's been really nice to to be able to just have this kind of really mild winter. It's one of the reasons I think I've stayed out here for this is my fifteenth year. I didn't plan on that. I plan on being out here for a summer. Right. Back in two thousand six, May, because I was living in LA. Like after I left Chicago, I went to LA. I want your love and I want your body. And then I had an agent up here recruit me, and I'll, she's like, "Come up here, you're going to work all the time." And I'm like, right. oh. Well, I have to go back anyway because my visa had expired and I wanted to renew it. And I had to come back to my country in order to do that. So my plan was to come back here, renew it, do do some gigs up here, go down to L.A. and live there permanently. And, well, 15 years later, I'm still up here. <laughs> so obviously that plan changed. Something um, kept you there. Yeah. 
you, you know, you, but, but honestly, that yeah. year that I came up here, I, I, I had, I did one play. Like that okay. was it because there was a writer right. strike. It was 2006, yeah. and there was a writer strike. I'm like, well, had I known that, I probably wouldn't come up. Right. Anyway, that was the trajectory for me. Oh, that's great. We know what, uh, Jasmine. We're almost. We're just about out of time. Before Stop we get, it. I <laughs> know. Wait, quick. Before we get out of here, what advice would you give a young artist looking to come into the industry, or even a young person looking to do a documentary? What, what, what advice would you give a young artist? <laughs> well, listen. I'm still learning how to do a documentary, so <laughs> right. I don't know if I can give you advice on that. I mean, listen. <laughs> here's the thing. The thing yeah. is, if you really want, if you're passionate about something enough that you need and you feel like your issue needs to be heard by the world, right? then just go for it. Just do it. You can learn it. We're, we got brains. We're all, you know, we can, we can train ourselves to learn a new skill if you really put your mind to it. Yeah. You know, you can do anything. And I've always, my philosophy has always just been carpe diem. I'm like, I'm a go like a one day at a time person. It's like, you know, seize the day, baby. You're listening to the Harold and Brad Windy City Filmmakers Podcast. Bonus footage. Well, I tell you what, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Yasmin. As always, for Brad Stevens and Harold Dennis. We'll talk to you when you talk to you. And as always, dream big, dare to be great. We out of here. Peace. Peace. Yeah.